you are listening to the career review podcast season 2 ask the expert series this is your host smriti and today i have a very interesting topic and that is entrepreneurship it's something that i'm really passionate about and i do see a lot of buzz around this thing lately and uh, lot of people have been talking about this i do see a lot of people gradually shifting towards entrepreneurship the government organizations are also moving towards it so why not us right i mean we need to discuss this so for today's episode specifically i thought why not bring somebody who has actually been there so our guest today has great academic credentials and has been part of multiple startups as founder or advisor ever since a very young age i mean he's still young but he has been doing this since young young <laughs> so his name is bhartendu verma and you will hear us chat for almost an hour trust me guys i know uh, this is a value packed interview So before we get into the conversation with our guest I want to remind all of you that we have a great community of our listeners on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and I will leave all the links in the description of the episode so do check that out come connect with us any feedback any suggestion anything is highly appreciated you can come and be friends with us and our community that's ever growing we do interesting topics games discussions and lot of insightful content that's there and also we give opportunity to our listeners to ask questions from our experts who will be featuring on our show next so we reveal who is going to be on our episode next on what topic you can send your questions and we ask those questions at the end of every episode from our expert isn't that amazing right so moving ahead let's hear it from today's guest bhartendu verma who is recently announced as linkedin's top voices next generation Thank you so much for joining us today at Career Review. Thank you, Smriti. Pleasure to join you today. So, most of the world knows you as a young entrepreneur uh, with excellent academic credentials. Uh, this role that uh, the perfection that doesn't come uh, on a platter, right? So, if there is one aspect or maybe one myth uh, that you could debunk, what would that be about achieving what you have till date? uh so i mean uh, your question is a little overwhelming to me in the sense that you know you've uh, kind of uh, spoken very highly of me i uh, you know on the other hand i think i it's still a very long journey for me uh, to go uh, but uh, you know coming to your question in my topic uh, would be that uh, you know it will be around overnight success and uh, you know i think there's a lot of instances uh, you know particularly with the emergence of social media and the way people uh, perceive uh, you know some i just you know i to give you an example you know there's a artist called yashraj mukhade and uh, you would think that you know uh, 
and then most people would think that you know this guy created a video and you know it went viral and you know yes this guy is so successful now uh, but uh, you know not many would know that you know he's been doing uh, such creative uh, content stuff uh, music for you know more than 7 uh, 8 years so uh, i think similarly for you know a lot of other uh, businesses and entrepreneurs i think people believe that it's overnight success and uh, you know although you know luck would play some role uh, in anyone's success uh, but i'm sure that uh, you know a lot of hard work and perseverance goes behind uh, you know anyone becoming an overnight success so uh, that will be that will be my pick so i'm super excited to hear about your journey of becoming one of the linkedin top voices of next generation but let's rewind a little bit and tell us when was the first time you envisioned your goal the choices you made at critical academic milestones like you know at the 12th grade this is what i want to do uh, the graduation stream and then mm-hmm. the post graduation stream because a lot of people i think still struggle at that particular point at least what i see from my experience they don't know what stream should they opt for during graduation or 12th or during post graduation and those are some of the uh, foundation and milestone uh, decisions that they are supposed to make right 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 so smriti uh, i think i'll probably rewind uh, you know even before uh, taking that decision of uh, you know what to do after school i think uh, you know i'll probably try to narrate this in the form of a you know how things actually happened and towards the end i'll try to uh, you know maybe concise and uh, you know maybe pick up top two three uh, insights and learnings that i've had throughout this experience uh, so i i believe i was in class 7th or 8th uh, you know is when uh, you know i i, I happened to uh, go through newspapers and you know i'm from delhi so there used to be cut off all delhi university colleges in the newspaper right. and you you see one full page with all the cut off uh, so i would always see uh, this one college would have you know the highest cut off in the street i'm called the commerce and uh, yeah i mean so it looked uh, you know like an aspiration it looked like a far off uh, dream uh, as a student you know as a school student i was fairly introvert i was fairly average in terms of academics but i think uh, one thing that i was able to identify really fast was what was it that i liked doing or liked studying and what was it that i did not so particularly physics uh, and chemistry were two subjects that i did not really enjoy uh, studying and this i'm talking about when i was in class probably class 7 8 or something right uh, another thing that i identified very strongly with that i really liked doing was mathematics uh, right and to some extent economics when we got into it so i think um, you know two two things uh, i mean one insight uh, from here right from this piece is simply that uh, it's very important to identify what is it that you like and what is it that you don't like because um, you know if you i mean if you pass uh, if you charter a path for yourself in the areas that you like doing you'll always uh, be a little more motivated you'll always uh, have a lot of drive in you versus things that are just uh, you know pushed uh, on to you or things that you're taking for the sake of taking or things that you're taking because most people are take uh, are doing those things right so when i uh, when i to decide to my stream i it was extremely clear that i wanted to take up commerce because uh, you know i did not feel a lot of appeal in subjects of science or as well as in uh, subjects of uh, humanities uh, so that happened i uh, and of course 
as a former student, uh, you know, I had that aspiration of uh, getting into Shriram College, and I was lucky and fortunate enough that you know things worked out well for me, and I got a, a percentage that to take me through the cutoff. Um, from there, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably also talk about one tipping point, uh, you know, and I again goes to uh, when I was in school that uh, you know I. I was in class 11th, and we used to have uh, you know elections uh, in school mm-hmm. for prefect positions. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there's a simple structure. I'm sure it'll be common to a lot of your listeners as well, and in their schools, uh, where you know there are prefects, there are school prefects, and there are house prefects. So, you know, I was um, eligible to become uh, to contest election for a school prefect. Uh, I'm talking about the head boy position and. At that point of time, I really did not have that uh, sort of confidence or courage in me to, you know, uh, even try to contest that. And uh, I ended up, although I, I ended up contesting elections for the house position, I, uh, you know, uh, I got elected and then uh, had a great run in that one year. But then, then, but then that one thing, you know, kind of stayed with me that, you know, I did not, uh, I had a lot of regrets about it in the next one year at school that, you know, I did not have the courage to do it. Uh, when I went to college, uh, I was, you know, I had this uh, entire uh, episode in my mind and I really wanted to take up leadership positions. Uh, in my second year, I, uh, I I ended up starting a new society in college. I became the founding president of that club called the Ideation Cell, uh, still running in SRC for the last six, seven years. So, uh, you know, that kind of became a platform for me to eventually contest elections uh, for the post of president students union uh, in SRCC, uh, which was a very coveted uh, post and, you know, it's a very hardly fought election. Uh, and, and I mean, uh, to a lot of your listeners who would have a sense of how Delhi University politics and elections mm-hmm. are, it mm-hmm. becomes really intense. Right. Uh, so, you know, I mean, that was again like a very milestone uh, experience for me because, uh, you know, the entire process of uh, contesting uh, such a large scale, uh, intense election to, uh, you know, to that entire experience you get after you get elected, uh, you're handling, uh, you know, a huge sum of uh, money in terms of budget, you're handling about uh, a team size of about 350 students uh, from your batch, from two batches junior. Uh, and all the exposure and experience that you get. So, uh, you know, this happened. So that way, kind of leadership became, uh, you know, uh, taking up leadership positions, this, and then later on when I joined IMA, I again, uh, contested elections, uh, got elected as a batch representative uh, for the class of 2021. Uh, I think all of this is uh, an offshoot of, uh, you know, uh, that one regret moment or that one tipping point that I had. So I think, uh, yeah, I mean, one insight that I can take from here is that, uh, you know, you will eventually uh, succeed uh, in things that you really want to do. Um, And failure, uh, you know, probably, you know, not being able to do it at the first go may not uh, become a hindrance later on. So that's another insight that I draw. Um, Another, uh, you know, important decision-making point, I think, in my life, uh, when I was in college, uh, in my undergrad, I had to choose if I wanted to do my startup full-time immediately after college or uh, whether I would want to do a job. Um, I decided to do the latter. I, I decided that, you know, I uh, because uh, in the entire 
So I started my entrepreneurship journey when I was in my first year of college uh, in SRCC. So I was 18. I started, uh, you know, I started with a local uh, infotainment blog. It's called Dwarka Wala. Uh, right. I started. I basically started a Facebook page. It grew uh, fairly popular in those times, and I'm talking about 2014. Those are the times of Facebook. uh when right. you know, facebook was very mm. dominant uh, and uh, yeah so i mean i started with that i was working on that while i was in college at the same time i met a couple of my friends uh, who were uh, in the initial stage of starting an e-commerce uh, store called coverstar.com i ended up joining as a co-founder and uh, in charge of marketing and growth so uh, you know i had been working on those two uh, babies for uh, you know the dice years of my college but then uh, you know i i i thought that i was probably becoming uh, you know a little complacent in the sense that i did not have exposure uh, or i hadn't been in an environment where i was working in a relatively larger organization or in an organization where i was uh, you know uh, where i was joining as a as an associate or as a subordinate and i had uh, some sort of guidance from veterans so i said that you know probably now is the time for me to start uh, working with someone else uh, or start working with another uh, company or startup or a large organization that i believe in that is when i decided to uh, kind of put both the startups on hold in the sense that i i, I went uh, i put one startup on hold and the other startup i went into an advisory position and uh, that is when i joined magic pin uh, which is again a hyper local a local discovery platform uh, was again started uh, by alums of IIM Ahmedabad in Bangalore uh, and uh, you know that one year was uh, again very steep learning curve for me i, I enjoyed uh, the work i was doing i was involved in business development partnerships uh, you know as well as uh, we were expanding a new category altogether so it was you know it was completely thrilling and the kind of mentorship that i got over there uh again helped me a lot in terms of building my perspective um you know a year down the line i i again had a choice whether i wanted to because i mean by that point of time i thought that you know probably an mba something that i want to do um so again there were you know three decisions to make either i would want to continue with magic pen or i could uh, you know completely drop out because i think that's also a option that a lot of people consider that you Uh, you know, leave right. your job and you take a you know a short break while you're preparing for your entrance exams, uh, the CAT or the GMAT or you know other examinations. Uh, and the third thing, which was uh, you know the probably not a lot of people would want to do or uh, think, was to you know uh, go back to your startup or you know rebuild your startup in a new form and uh, you know take it uh, forward. Uh, so I again chose the third. third uh, you know option where i went back to my first startup um, you know changed the business model a little started with the local newspaper uh, for that uh, local blog uh, hired a team of about 10 people uh, you know team size size eventually expanded to 30 people uh, with a lot of interns uh, and local residents from dwarka the place that i uh, was from and uh, yeah i mean another year of uh, you know full time entrepreneurship which is again uh, you know as uh, a lot of people would uh, imagine uh, extremely hectic uh, uh, a lot of uh, tense situations a lot of 
times when you think that uh, you know everything is uh, so difficult to crack and uh, what not so yeah i mean from there i think um, i came to ima and uh, um, last two years again uh, you know i've been amazing uh, and uh, i you know i've had a lot of privileges uh, in terms of the kind of people i've met the kind of mentors mm-hmm. i've met uh but you know another insight from all this uh, you know from all that uh, i spoke of uh, is the importance of setting goals i think uh, to have uh, you know to have something that you want to do or you know to set high goals for yourself in the sense that uh, you know there are some things that are of course everyone knows that there are some things that are in your comfort zone uh, now i would or anyone can of course go ahead and put uh, you know extremely realistic uh, targets or easy targets for themselves uh, but uh, i think it's very important for you to push yourself uh, when you're setting your goals because uh, i mean we we often uh, you know given in case there's a you know in case there's a north star that you are chasing uh, we often tend to uh, you know do amazing things that even we wouldn't have believed Uh, that we would do so um, yeah i mean i think these are couple of things uh, that i don't to state yes i think smriti i went ahead and did a long monologue so feel free to cut me <laughs> in, uh, no. short in case uh, i am no i think okay. it was important to highlight the journey and actually i wanted to ask you did you get a lot of noise coming in like what is he doing when when you made some important decisions throughout your journey did you get a lot of noise and if yes how you dealt with that uh so smriti uh, not really in the sense that uh, you know i think uh, you know very important stakeholders uh, in your journey or in anyone's journey is your uh, family right and uh, how is it that they uh, respond to what you're doing and uh you know how do they react uh, to your decision making i think for me i have been uh, you know extremely lucky my entire my, my my family has been super duper supportive uh, of decisions i've been making uh i think one thing that helps uh, is to uh, you know be extremely honest and upfront uh, with your family about uh, what you're doing and why you're doing it because uh, you know i think from a parents uh, perspective i think the pet anyone's parents would really uh want to you know be be securing their uh, you know their child i think that that's the perspective that any and every parent would do right parents want to uh, re, uh, you know hedge the risks that uh, their uh, children have so i think uh, if you are uh, upfront about it and you tell your parents what you are doing why you are doing and uh, you know what are the few ideas that you believe in i think uh it does a lot of uh, wonders in terms of uh, their support so i think i've been lucky throughout that way in terms of uh, you know i think uh, not really noise but uh, yes i think sometimes uh, you know you feel uh, when when some of your batchmates are doing uh, you know a lot of uh, amazing things in the traditional uh, course of uh, you know their career progression right so let's say someone else would probably uh, you know would continue to work at a particular firm or at a particular position for 2 3 4 years straight uh, versus you who's taken a break or you've taken a sabbatical or who's done xyz things differently 
uh, you know sometimes i think that is something that i personally not felt that uh, quite a lot but uh, i think in general that something that uh, may come uh, in front right. of a lot of people so uh, in terms of a coping mechanism i i, I don't think there's anything specific to keep in mind but uh, uh, what i'll say is that uh, you know uh, you you must uh, take that call uh, you know to you must take that call with yourself uh, while you before you're starting something up right uh, so for example let's say if i uh, you know i think it's very straightforward right so for example uh, there's always this one thing that i always do when i take decisions is that i look at the upside and the downside right so uh, let's assume that you know right now we're recording a, a podcast uh, for career view uh now let's assume that i would say um, that yeah i mean let's think of the upsides of doing this podcast right for you and for me upside um, is that you know probably uh, you know a lot of people are going to listen to this and uh, they get uh, some insightful takeaways and you know it's like we both of us feel happy that you know this podcast was of some use uh, and uh, yeah hopefully you know it, it goes towards improvement of uh, lives of some people so i think that's a huge upside if i look at it right uh, particularly for let's say one hour or two hours two hours or three hours that we are investing in this um, downside what is the downside i don't really see a downside probably a lot of people listen to it uh, they end up wasting uh, their time but i think that's that's not a bad downside right i think if people don't like it they'll probably close uh, you know listening to the podcast anyway um, yeah so i mean therefore it's i think for me it's a simple call you know it's a straight forward decision that yes uh, we should do this podcast uh, similarly you know goes for anything else now if someone mm-hmm. thinks that uh, you know putting their job what is the downside you probably end up with zero income for xyz amount of period uh, what's the upside you you end up uh, you know being happy you end up learning a lot you end up uh, making a lot of money what 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 else right i mean there can be different uh, side of metrics uh, on upsides and downsides but i think every it's very important for you to evaluate because you'll always be uh, you know somewhere in between you won't maximize you won't uh, you know go below the minimum threshold uh, so you'll be somewhere in between uh, but what really helps is that you know what the range is in terms of outcome so you described yourself as an introvert and from there uh, you know one regret made you change a lot of things about you and you thought okay i am going to fight this thing and i am going to make sure that i don't regret this thing again in my life and then talking about leadership uh, tell me this that i believe that right now a lot of organizations specifically do demand attributes like leadership from young people even if they are at a fresher level or you know they are doing campus hirings as well so i think a lot of people have this myth that leadership is something that comes in later on but not something that can uh, get into them at this early stage in their life so what are certain activities like for example you contested in elections and that kind of you know helped you with the leadership qualities that you have right now so what are those small things that probably uh, people during graduation or post graduation can do to instill those leadership qualities in them and then probably reflect it later on when they are uh, going in for maybe starting their own startup or uh, you know doing a job somewhere but leadership is one quality i believe that is like 
that has to be there and in fact a lot of employers are also looking for even if it is a simple job at a fresher level right that's a very good question priti i think uh, so you know i think it's fairly uh, you know the way i look at leadership i think leadership is uh, you know a very simple uh, way of driving leadership uh, is by way of uh, taking initiatives i think uh, if you think of uh, you know Uh, leaders, uh, I mean, I, I, I it, it's a little difficult to kind of pick one person and say that you know this is this is uh, someone who's a great leader. But uh, in general, I think leadership comes from uh, you taking up initiative, and you, uh, I think it's a straight, simple uh, loop, right? So you try something, um, you either succeed or you fail, and you probably fail, uh, right? In a lot of ways because Uh, when i say succeed it will in this case mean that you end up doing something with complete perfection which usually you know which, which is a rare thing to happen so you try something you you know succeed or fail when you fail you take up learnings from that entire experience uh, you improve and then you try again right you either try the same thing uh, the second time or you try something similar and all of that uh, you know loop kind of continues uh, so i think that's uh, you know that's that's a simple way of looking at uh, you know how do you approach leadership and how do you improve uh, on those things uh, on on another part of your question i think yes leadership is not particularly you know something that is tied closely with uh, the position that you are at it's not uh, you know restricted to someone who's the president of a student union or to someone who's a uh, you know who's a, a manager at a uh, at a firm it it is it it is something that you know that uh, can be exhibited can be participated in at all levels in the sense that uh, you know when you are uh, you know think of simple uh, daily uh, things that you do and uh, you know you, at, at some point of time you will realize that leadership uh, you know can be associated with any of those things when you uh, when you think of uh, you know a typical indian family uh, what uh, you know what the the fathers or the mothers of the family do in terms of uh, planning their monthly budget uh, that i i strongly associate that to leadership i strongly associate uh, you know and there's a friend group uh, there are some people who will always uh, kind of take the lead in terms of uh, creating plans of you know where do we go for a trip and how do we go about that i associate that to be a strong trait of leadership so uh, you know it's not always uh, restricted to a formal position uh, i think that's uh, you know kind of a myth that uh, some people associate with leadership uh, so if i talk about myself going back to my college days i remember when teacher used to ask a question i think there would hardly be anybody who would actually raise hand and say yes i want to answer that question i think that's you know a simple way to start working on your leadership Uh, when you are in college, that you just raise your hand and say the answer, even if it is right or wrong. Nobody is going to punish you for that. But if you start raising that hand, and you know, just a simple situation in such a simple situation, I'm sure uh, you will be able to push yourself to do something. And then there are so many activities during college, so many contests that you can do. Uh, they always encourage you to create clubs, like you said, you created an ideation cell at that point of time. I'm sure you know the college authorities. They always encourage you to do such things, and then there are. so many people like minded people around you that are always going to you know 
work with you eventually you know they look up to you okay he has done something like this and probably i should do something like this as well so there are those simple things i think in college life and uh, you know whether it is graduation or post graduation no matter what college you are in but probably will be there you know such some opportunities that you have to push yourself and say okay yes i am going to do that so when i started this podcast for me again it was the thing that okay i might have to learn everything uh, on my own i don't know anything about this thing i'll start researching i'll start uh, recording things and then i took the initiative okay i'll start asking people for us you know to spread more information i think that's how i also associate leadership uh, with and like you said there are so many examples of leadership around us you know like uh, the head of the family who is doing budgeting or maybe you know just uh, like planning and a simple trip with your friends again that's something leadership and i'm sure a lot of people will be able to associate with such simple examples in the, their day to day life and uh, coming uh, back to my next question so how does a day in your life look like you know juggling uh, work on your startups along with your regular studies so uh, I, i am assuming you're asking about a typical day at a b school uh, i mean you're talking about my current uh, right. plan right right like with your studies and all the other initiatives yeah. that you have yes 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 so uh, yeah i think uh, a typical uh, day in a, a b school again i think because you've also done an mba you would also relate uh, that it's uh, you know it's very hectic in the sense that uh, you know you would have uh, regular classes uh, you would have uh, typically you would have uh, you know a lot of pre work in terms of pre reading that you have to do for the class you will also have uh, you know some sort of assignments and preparations because exams are you know very very frequent uh, while doing your mba so i think that takes up a significant uh, part of my day apart from that i think i uh, dedicate uh, you know i kind of uh, compartmentalized uh, the way i look at my day so i have uh, you know for myself i have uh, taken out a specific period of time uh, that i will spend on uh, you know kind of reviewing uh or you know discussing uh, with people uh, on how the startups are going uh one of the startups i'm in an advisory role so uh, you know that uh, the the time that i spend again goes uh, further down where i'm just uh, you know i just stay updated with what's happening and uh, you know sometimes chip in with uh, things that i want would want to uh, see changes in that's there uh, apart from that uh, yes i think uh, i've also uh, you know uh, taken up a couple of more initiatives while i've been at b school uh, you know one of them is the yangami project where all we also do podcasts uh, as well as uh, you know try to do learning sessions uh, with uh, different guests and uh, another thing that i've been a part of that i've uh, that i've been working on is called sigma it's an independent student think tank where we have students from uh, you know more than uh, 12 different colleges different times different iits uh, who work on uh, governance uh, related issues and uh, more recently during the lockdown we started uh, with a helpline called the ekatra helpline which was uh, you know basically aimed at helping daily wage workers uh, on finding jobs in delhi ncr 
so uh, you know both of these initiatives uh, they don't really take up a you know direct proportion of my day as such uh, but uh, you know whenever there are activities going on regarding both of them i spend uh, you know significant amount of time uh, working on them so uh, yeah i think apart from that i also try to uh, you know spend some time on social media uh, you know just catching up with people and just staying up to date with what's happening um, and uh, you know last but not the least i try to do some sort of uh, you know physical activity in terms of uh, playing the sport uh, or you know just going for a walk or jogging or running uh, because i think that's also extremely important to do uh, in terms of keeping a healthy body so yeah i mean uh, it's very difficult to you know kind of uh, put uh the number of hours that you dedicate or time slots to particular things but uh, yes i think i try to juggle between all these things and uh, one thing that really helps is uh, you know making a plan for the week uh, on what are the things that you want to achieve uh in terms of uh, you know all these four five six uh, things uh, that are there so yeah 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 i think that that's about so if somebody asks you uh, about uh, pushing the start button on an idea that they have so would you advise them to wait until their studies are over or would you advise them to write start with it right away uh smriti so at least uh, the way i look at this uh, i think um, you know you know typical working on a typical on any idea right uh, will involve uh, investing some time right it will also involve uh, i think time is the major constraint uh, usually uh, and it will also uh, you know of course if you want to go ahead and not just think about it but actually execute it will also entail some amount of risk and some amount of opportunity cost right because uh, you will uh, when you do when you work on that startup you're probably not doing something else uh, and specifically if i talk about people who are working right so if you want to do a startup Uh, you'll probably leave your job and that comes with a lot of repercussions in terms of your financial uh, financial stability uh, in terms of uh, you know other aspects uh, of your life but uh, so yeah so i think uh, with, with when you want to do work on any idea when you want to work on any startup i think uh, the earlier that you do it is better uh, and when i say that i particularly mean that when you're in college uh, you know uh, if you think about it uh, there is a lot of room in terms of uh, time that you have at hand uh, at the same time you don't have uh, you know any sort of financial obligations uh, and i think that's uh, that's true for uh, a lot of people i can't say that you know it's the same for everyone uh, but you know of course everyone has different circumstances uh, you know and different consideration factors but in general i would say that you have less financial obligation either way when you're a student um so i think these two three reasons and at the same time i think you have a lot of access right in terms of uh, your friends your batchmates uh, your professors in terms of mentorship right so you're in a institutional setup uh, that kind of uh, you know keeps you in a safe protected environment at the same time uh, your risk taking appetite is usually higher than uh, what it would be you know two years uh, into working or uh, you know probably a couple of more years when you have your own family or something to uh, manage right so uh, therefore for these reasons i would i, I am a strong advocate of uh, students starting uh, 
to work on their ideas at the earliest and to actually add on to what you said i also believe that you are the richest when you are in college and in the first year after college i think you are the richest at that point of time whatever you have whether it is your pocket money or your allowance or something that you are earning part time it is all yours i remember i went mean, this is my experience and i remember being the richest uh, you know during that particular stage because as you grow older then you get expenses and you have more responsibilities so right like you said right you know the financial independence is important and when you are in college or uh, you know just right after college i think that's the time when you are richest in life despite you know having a small amount of earning i am not it's not associated with the amount of uh, money that you have in your pocket but uh, what how optimize uh, use it can be put to uh, because of uh, what you have in hand it's all your money and you can just use it whatever way you want and then why not work on something that you really want to work on and you are so passionate about when it comes to business how did you learn like you said that you have been working on these ideas and you have been working as advisors for startups so like i can imagine how overwhelming it could have been to do it on your own okay now is just kind of learn this but how do but how do i build everything you know what was your approach in all those things right so uh, right smriti let me kind of uh, you know talk you through my first month uh, you know of uh, starting up and how it was and how it felt and what were the things that i did i think um, i i mean the the best i can talk about is things that i have done uh, and of course it will not be a comprehensive uh, approach or the best possible things to do but uh, you know let me talk about things that worked for me uh, in particular so uh, yeah so i think um, it was in december 2014 when i wanted uh, so i started a facebook page uh, back in april 2014 and this is uh, you know a couple of days after my board exams for school got over uh, i worked on that facebook page uh, anonymously for the next 6 7 months and uh, there were about 7 8000 people uh who were engaging with the content that i was putting up uh so that is when i felt that you know i need to now uh, kind of take this uh, a step forward and probably build up a blog uh, kind of a website where i start publishing local news at the same time uh, you know i also i was thinking i'll try to monetize this by way of uh, because i'm operating with a content for a particular area for a particular region i'll try to uh, you know monetize this by way of advertising from local businesses so that was the approach that i had and uh, fast forward to december uh, yeah this is the thought that i had right and uh, in an instant i said okay let me go ahead and do this so uh, you know i was a commerce student throughout i had no clue or no education about how to go about building a website or i did not even know particular terms right about what exactly hosting was or what exactly uh, you know um, a server was right for example so and i did not have anyone else uh, along with me so i think uh, there are three four aspects of how you go how i went about doing these things first uh, you know i think i realized that i can't do everything on my own uh, right so um, i tried to reach out to my first um, you know to my close network if there was anyone else who was interested and if they could uh, you know kind of uh, 
contribute in any capacity did not find uh, you know anyone uh, you know that early so uh, that was another learning that you know you it's very difficult to uh, kind of uh, engage or onboard people uh, at the very very at the extremely early stage right because uh, for you to uh, convince or uh, you know to speak to someone with conviction that they also join hands with you you'll ha- you'll need to have something to show to them right and uh, you you can't really have an idea and then get a large a team with you and everything starts working that's a little difficult so uh, yeah i remember uh, reaching out to uh, you know uh, somebody who, who somebody had reached out to me uh, through that facebook page that you know in case i needed help uh, with something uh, anything related to website or mobile apps i could uh, seek help right so i reached out to that person i met him uh, discussed i said this is the you know i don't have money but uh, i want to do this and that person was very kind enough to help me uh, at that stage and we built a website over the next 7 days um, in terms of content i wrote the first three four articles myself and said okay uh, let's you know kind of start with this over the next 15 days uh, you know we there was something called rahagiri that happened in delhi um, you know i started back then in dwarka so i got hold i mean in the sense that because i had that community of people online i posted uh, you know uh, help i needed and i knew people were generous enough to chip in so i got about a dozen people to click pictures uh, you know of strangers in that raggedy event and we kind of uh, you know shared an album of about 2000 pictures uh, on the website leading to a lot of traction uh, in the beginning um, you know i i i got some of my friends as well as some other people to join as interns who started contributing with articles uh yeah i think in terms of uh, doing uh, sales right doing in terms of how do you generate money i think uh, i still remember the first meeting i went to i was 18 years old right and i went um, to a restaurant uh, owner and you know i started doing a pitch i wasn't very well prepared uh, and uh, you know as a very bad experience for me in the sense that you know he he kind of convinced me that uh, there's no use um, of anyone advertising on this website and there would be <laughs> no one there would be absolutely no one who would ever want to pay uh, to you know get uh, some space on your website so uh, yeah i mean it was a little disappointing uh, you know i felt dejected but then uh, i think i went back to the drawing board um, convince myself further on why this was feasible what is the value proposition um another week i met four five people eventually ended up uh, doing my first sale of ad space uh, within the first month of website launch so that happened and then you know things started to fall in place um, so yeah i think uh, you know if i were to do you know just summarize this uh, you know i want to give some details so that there's more context to the entire conversation but uh, you know first is like you know you'll uh, you'll have to try out new things uh, entrepreneurship is uh, you know not about being in your comfort zone so you'll have to uh, you'll have to you know get your hands dirty how they call it right you have to do right. you'll have to do everything and uh, you'll have to learn uh, most of the stuff on your own uh, because as an entrepreneur you you know often you're like a one man army you know often 
person who's there, uh, you know, who's the generalist in the entire business. So if there's anything, uh, you know, uh, that that faces trouble, you're the guy who's there to repair uh, the damage. So uh, that's there. And uh, secondly, I think uh, the importance of uh, reaching out to people for help. I think uh, that is also uh, something. I was lucky enough that a lot of people helped me, you know, in whatever ways that they could. Uh, that I ended up, uh, you know, gaining confidence and uh, you know everything was in place. So I think. Back. So tell me, how does a part-time startup help in career progression? How has that worked for you? You said that you were associated with some startups uh, that were your own and somewhere as an advisor as well. So how has those uh, part-time startups helped in your career progression? So. Um, so Smithy, I think I have never looked at startups in terms of what they'll, you know, how they'll help me in my career, uh, you know, hmm. I mean, in terms of how they look on my resume or something. Uh, but, uh, you know, having said that, I think, uh, so my primary motivation has been to, you know, to learn uh, new and new stuff. For example, you know, being a commerce student throughout, I Today I know, uh, you know, I know a basics of a uh, couple of uh, programming languages. I know how to develop websites end to end. I know, uh, you know, with, with what of stuff I've done, I've, uh, you know, I shot about uh, 30 different vlogs, videos uh, in Dwarka and I mean, another multiple places I've done uh, about, I've done, taken a lot about 30 odd interviews. Um, Another couple of things, right? I've, uh, yeah, so I've, I've, I've taken a lot of interviews. I mean, these are all tangible skills that I have developed by way of working in these startups. I know a lot of technical stuff around, uh, you know, mobile cover manufacturing. I know a lot of technical stuff around printing. I know a lot of stuff about how e-commerce operates. Uh, how do you partner and uh, you know, how, how, do you, how do you go about partnering with uh, delivery partners? Uh, how do you end up uh, getting a celebrity endorsement uh, out of nowhere uh, at a minimum cost? So these are all things that I learned uh, working on, uh, you know, my startups. And uh, so therefore, if I think of, you know, what is it that I've gained? Um, you know, it's a lot of tangible skills. It's a lot, it's a lot of uh, experiences. It's a lot of uh, people, right? I, I mean, uh, I would know if I think of my contact uh, book right on my phone uh, I'll probably have more than 500 people that I've met through my uh, startup I mean it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of stuff that you gain right out of uh, right. startups so that's there having said that in terms of uh, you know in terms of career uh, progression in terms of how it looks in your resume as such uh, I mean I think when I came when I interviewed for IMA or for all uh, you know for the other B schools that I was interviewing for I think uh, a lot of my discussions uh, in the interviews was over, was around startups, right? And uh, how was my experience and a lot of questioning on uh, you know the nuances of my startups. So uh, you know, I think that's uh, that's kind of good because you know when, when there's something that you're passionate about and that is something that is discussed in an interview uh, situation, I think uh, so. It's, so that my startup is like my comfort zone, right? And I can talk to anyone about my startup for 10 hours straight. So uh, I think that way it was helpful. Uh, even afterwards, right? 
when you come to a B school or you're applying to jobs uh, or for internships, uh, your startup experience uh, usually is preferred uh, by a lot of uh, firms, right? And this is across uh, uh, domains and across roles that you would want to go for. So Thank entrepreneurship, you. again, is something that is, uh, I think, preferred by a lot of uh, employers. So, yeah, I think that's a, but I think that should totally be a byproduct of, uh, you know, what you're doing. If you're doing entrepreneurship uh, because you want to have specific career progression or because you think it'll look good in your resume or because you think it'll get you uh, admission to a particular college or get you into a particular role, then you're not doing uh, the right thing. So for a lot of people standing at that step, you know, with that decision in front of them, what are you, I mean, though I think I know the answer, but I still want you to voice it out. Startup versus a safe future. Um, so I think Smriti, it's, uh, it depends on a lot of factors, right? I think everyone is in, is in a different situation and everyone has a different perspective towards life. Um, so when I talk about, you know, a situation, I, I mean that, you know, some people uh, have much more financial security uh, and some would not, you know, have that privilege. Uh, some would, uh, you know, have a particular set of expenses that are right in front of them and uh, the others would not. So I think uh, those situations, uh, you know, are, are, are one important element to this entire uh, answer and therefore this isn't a vanilla uh, answer for everyone. Uh, at the same time, uh, you know, what what is important uh, for you and what is your objective uh, with your professional life is very important. So if you're uh, looking at thrill, uh, if you're looking at, uh, you know, faster learning, if you're uh, looking at uh, innovation, if you're looking at, uh, you know, growing uh, very fast, uh, challenging yourself way too often, then uh, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship is something that will suit you. Uh, but again, if you're looking at, uh, you know, stability, if you're looking at, uh, you know, structured environment, if you're looking at, uh, uh, you know, uh, traditional uh, career uh, progression, then a job would, would do justice uh, to your requirements. So I think it depends on what you want. Uh, yeah, I think, so therefore, I don't think there's, a, there's one singular answer to this. Uh, but yeah, that's how I look at it. For a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs who want to do what you did during the pandemic, they have been struggling to network, really push that start button, or possibly even considering quitting uh, the idea that this isn't for me. What's one piece of tangible advice would you tell them? Got it. So, Smithy, I think, um, you know, given whatever uh, be the situation, uh, the pandemic, before pandemic or post pandemic, I think the fundamentals uh, remain the same. Right, in terms of uh, you know what is entrepreneurship, uh, in terms of how you create value, right? So, for example, if I were to give you a very simple example, at some point in time, Facebook was into uh, you know, B2B, right? In terms of for brands, for uh, you know, a lot of startups to emerge from uh, today, that position has been taken up, uh, you know, by Instagram, right? You see a lot of people who just start uh, becoming their uh, people who become content creators start. From Instagram, uh, from the scratch, you see a lot of brands now leveraging Instagram. Uh, you know, or you see a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people selling uh, items or uh, you know, handicrafts.
products or what not uh, or fashion labels selling stuff through instagram so right. uh, you know the platform has changed uh, situations have changed to some extent in the last 5 6 years but the basics remain the same as an entrepreneur i think it's uh, extremely important that you're also adaptive uh, in terms of your approach so uh, you know let's assume that you know you were uh, trying to do something in the education space uh, pre pandemic uh, you had an idea which involved x y z things right and now suddenly after the pandemic uh, it is not possible so probably uh, you know it is it is the right time for you to uh, you know so anyone who's into entrepreneurship should also be ready to pivot right their idea uh, they should be ready to pivot uh, you know the way in the in, in which that they want to execute their idea because uh, you know uh, i agree that the pandemic has probably fastened the, the pace of evolution but uh, either way things were never and will never remain static so uh, yes i think the beauty of entrepreneurship is that you uh, need to be continuously evolving you need to be adaptive and you need to learn uh, and 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 you know do a lot of uh, brainstorming uh, on a continuous basis so till you are uh, you know till you are doing the fundamentals right till you are doing the basics right uh, there's no bad time to start uh in every problem in every uh, you know bizarre situation there is some opportunity that lies uh you know although we we say that the pandemic was a very bad time uh, in general for humanity right and for uh, most people but uh, you still see that there are you know there's there's this there's amazon uh, you know uh, all the adani groups of the world who uh, kind of multiplied their wealth in terms of monetary things there are uh, you know a lot of uh, content creators who kind of uh, utilize this time and uh, grasp on the opportunity to uh, capitalize on the increased screen time that people had so uh, you know similarly you'd see a lot of uh, you know new players emerge a lot of conglomerates that cg brands came up with their own range of sanitizers uh, masks etc etc et and uh, you know succeeded in their own ways so uh, you know it's about perspective it's about capitalizing on opportunities rather than uh, bound down to uh, adverse times it's it's okay to pivot it's okay to uh, you know evolve absolutely right i mean if there was a situation wherein some businesses lost their business and their market but then at the same time there were certain new situations uh, that emerged and that gave birth to a lot of different businesses yeah i think uh, one uh, one thing my top pick uh, would be around mentorship uh, i think mentorship is something that's really close to my heart uh, you know and that particularly because i believe that uh, you know there is a lot of asymmetry of information uh, even within particular institutions or within groups uh, you know at, at whatever stage right so you think of a rural urban divide uh, or you even within uh, urban right uh, if you let's say if you pick 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 any particular college right pick any particular college uh, in any stream you'll always see that there's a difference between uh, you know you you'll find two different kinds of students and uh, you know two different career trajectories that people go to uh, on two different extremes right and i think uh, it is not solely wholly and solely dependent on the skills that they have uh, or the hard 
work that they are doing. I think uh, an important variable over there is also the mentorship and the direction that they receive. And uh, you know, in India, I think uh, there there are no formal structures as well. I mean, not just formal, but there are no uh, you know established informal structures that are there that provide uh, equal opportunity to people. So uh, you know, there's a lot of asymmetry of information uh, within peers, within people. Even I think that, and this goes. Uh, I think this goes the same for people working in organizations. People working in the same teams would, uh, you know, end up performing differently or end up uh, taking different career trajectories because they don't uh, get the equal amount of mentorship support. Uh, so yeah, I think it's two way. Either either people don't seek uh, for mentorship or uh, there are not enough mentors. So it could be either way. But uh, you know, one thing I really vouch for is uh, you know. Equal opportunities and uh, access to mentorship for uh, everyone, and I think in that regard, in terms of uh, you know, kind of bridging that gap, I've been working on the Younger Me project where we try to, you know, bridge that uh, sort of gap with uh, live interactive sessions. We try to engage with as many people, uh, and we try to you know document and share uh, whatever resources we can, so that uh, you know more and more people kind of get equal opportunities and. You know, of course, I'm 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 not I'm not saying that uh, things should not be competitive or that everyone can succeed equally. Uh, but I think in terms of opportunities, I'm a strong believer that everyone should have equal opportunities, uh, irrespective of uh, you know their ethnicity or their the language that they know or the uh, family background that they come from. So uh, yeah, I think that's something that I I personally also feel that you know I should have uh, uh, you know seeked out. Uh, Much earlier than than I've started, uh, and yes, I think on both sides. I think I should also. I think it's responsibility of everyone to kind of, uh, you know, provide that mentorship support to their juniors, be it in college or at workplaces, uh, you know, or anywhere else. I totally resonate to what you are saying. If I go back to my uh, graduation years. i think you know i didn't even knew that there were other options you know the school i was uh, from so they only had the science and commerce stream so i had no idea that you know there is something called as arts also i just knew that there was something called as arts but there are so many possibilities of having a career even in arts stream you know it's all about medical non medical and uh, then there is hr there's marketing then there is accountancy but or maybe you know you become a doctor or an engineer for that matter but then there are so many more career opportunities that are there in the industry in the world then there are so many more things that you can create i mean if you see influencers and content creators these things didn't exist few years back but then they are always evolving so i think it is important to have a good mentor because i have been in that place where i have also struggled and there was nobody to tell me or guide me that there are other options that you can choose in your career than just the four five uh, mainstreams that there are and uh, it could be a game changer if you know those things i think uh, you realize those things five years six years down the line and then it's too late sometimes to take that turn sometimes it's not but then sometimes it's actually late to take that turn or you probably end up sacrificing or losing a few things and making hard decisions if you want to do that but if you know that during the foundation years i think it's going to be so much better and it helps you yeah. uh, achieve your dream so i can totally resonate because i have been in that place at uh, some point in time and i hope uh, even in with this podcast also that you know 
for some people who probably do not have access to mentors i think a lot of people think who is a mentor where they can find a mentor who should they uh, make their idol i mean i think uh, it's not it's not always a career uh, coach probably or something like that that you need to yeah. uh, find or you probably you know pay money to some uh, career counselor or an education counselor and go to that person and ask for advice i think mentorship mentorship is something that you can really find around you so what are your views on you know finding a mentor for yourself you know people that you interact with uh, you know i think that's the easiest right so people who are your immediate seniors in college or people who are your immediate seniors at workplace i think those are uh, you know i think those are uh, you know that they are one of the more more obvious uh, choice in terms of uh, you know seeking mentors uh, apart from that i think uh, you know wherever you want to be right people uh, who are already doing uh, stuff that you want to do i think uh, that is where the standard uh, you know approach of seeking mentors should flow from so uh, you know let's assume i want to get in xyz particular industry and i want to become a you know a leader in the next day to 10 years uh, in that industry if if there's a way that i can reach out to and connect to someone who's already at that position i can ask them you know what are things what are the things that they've been doing uh, you know since they were in b school or uh, what are the things that they would want to do better, you know differently i think uh, those conversations and uh, just checking in uh, with that person you know probably once in six months or four months or a year on this is how things are going and you know uh, just having a conversation i think even that goes a far way uh, in terms of uh, a lot of personal improvement right so uh, we are at the end of our episode of chatting with you and in the end we have certain questions from our listeners that we asked for uh, previously uh, for them to you know if they had a chance what would they like to ask so we are actually shortlisted top 3 questions that i think are most relevant uh, for most of the people and were kind of repetitive in nature so uh, the first of them is how to manage your funds during the early days of your startup so asmiti i'll try to keep the answer short i think because we are running late on time uh, so on managing funds i think uh, so i think in the initial days one mistake that i did was that i did not uh, you know keep exact logs of uh, cost and particularly i'm talking about you know the miscellaneous expenses that i would just pay out of my pocket and you know not never mention uh, them and i mean not keep records so i think one uh important thing is to keep track of each and every expense i think nowadays there are particular uh, applications that can help you do that uh, i am you know but apart from that i used to do a very basic thing when i started keeping tabs my expense i used to maintain a simple excel uh, sheet uh, right on across all my devices and any time and every time there's some expense or some revenue that comes in i used to keep that and this is i'm talking about a very early days ideally you would have a particular uh, you know a person or a team in charge of finances uh, would do this for you but uh, you know at the initial stages you you must do it on your own that's one uh, second i think uh, you know before incurring any expense or before making any decision uh, you must uh, you know uh, try to just compartmentalize and put it in categories that you know is this really necessary asking that question of is this really necessary can we do uh, without this uh, 
you know, I think uh, those are questions that you must ask because uh, I think prudence is again a virtue or a you know or a I'd say a characteristic that is a, a little underrated when it comes to uh, you know being an entrepreneur because uh, entrepreneurship is often about uh, you know a lot of crisis management and uh, you know utilizing the whatever limited resources you have. Uh, I mean, and particularly if you're a student, I'm sure that. You know, you don't have uh, abundance in terms of resources at hand. So prudence, as well as uh, keeping logs, records, these are two uh, personal takeaways. How to validate an idea, whether it is worth it or not? You know, there's a traditional approach. There are a lot of frameworks. There's a MOM uh, framework, and there are multiple frameworks. You just Google search, and you will come uh, across multiple frameworks. I think that's one way of uh, going about it. the other way i think uh, you know is to think of who are all the stakeholders and i think that's something that i really want uh, i really uh, now uh, when i look at a startup i think uh, that is how i assess that startup or if i have an idea so i assess it is that you think of uh, you know who are the who all are the stakeholders uh, right and i mean i'm talking a very fundamental level of cost execution of course uh, you know what, what are the resources that you need Uh, what is the team that you need, etc., etc. All those capabilities are there, but uh, you know, on a very fundamental level, I think uh, as an initial step, I would want to just see that what is the fundamental uh, value creation that is happening. Uh, who are are the stakeholders, and uh, why does this make sense for all the stakeholders, right? So, for example, if you simply want to uh, let's just think of uh, let's think of OLX, right? So, OLX. Um, Who are the stakeholders? Probably one, uh, anyone who's a buyer who's looking for, uh, you know, old goods across multiple categories, whatever. Let's pick up a car, right? You want to buy an old car. Then there's a seller who wants to sell an old car, and then there's a platform, right? It's the third stakeholder which is facilitating this. Now, uh, think of 2005, uh, you know, 2008 when uh, OLX wasn't there. Uh, I'm not sure when it was started, but before pre OLX era, right? And how would this process happen? From a buyer's standpoint, uh, you know, I am able to look at multiple uh, car options uh, sitting at my home. I don't have to go, uh, so there's a lot of convenience that I'm getting. Uh, second, I'm not paying any commission, which I would otherwise pay, uh, right? So I mean, these are things that are working for me as a buyer. As a seller. Uh, you know, earlier I would uh, be at the rescue of one person, uh, you know, one agent, and I would have to put my car, uh, you know, uh, at at show uh, at a showcase at one particular spot, uh, and you know, I would not have access to universal buyers, right? People from multiple geographies or the entire city, for that matter. Uh, and you know, a lot of uh, buyers are coming and they're coming and seeing my car, and they're asking the same question. Now that is not happening. As a platform, I am connecting them. I can upsell to people who are more desperate on either side who really want to buy a car. I can give sell them premiums. So that someone who really wants to sell their cars, he'll be willing to pay me certain amount. I can make it free for a lot of other people and get a lot of traction. So this idea, on a very basic fundamental level, is making sense for all the three stakeholders. Right? There's scope of earning revenues. There's a lot of value. Creation for all the three stakeholders, and therefore, uh, this seems to be a fairly feasible idea. And of course, multiple other factors going uh, behind this. So yeah, I think uh, this is how I would want 
taking out time and chatting with us today i hope uh, at least one person out of all the listeners that we have will take inspiration and will be able to take one step ahead all those aspiring entrepreneurs i hope they take some inspiration from your failures and success that you have and uh, they get the courage to take that one more step they were probably thinking about and you know just push that button that they were waiting to start on for thank you so much and i thoroughly enjoyed that chat yes, today to that thought maybe cheers to that thought and uh, yeah same here smriti thank you so much and keep doing the good work in the podcast thank you so much and i hope uh, people can actually go to the younger me project i mean i think the name shouts what it stands for and they'll be able to see more inspiring stories uh, like yours So this is the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and found it insightful. For me personally, it was interesting to see him use such simple examples and explain such great concepts. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. I'll see you next time.